You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Carrie, hello. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending when you're listening. I know, I know, I know, but it's good morning right now. <laughs> yes, we finally, we got together to record this podcast, and I'm always excited when we, it's not just the two of us. Me too. <laughs> Which doesn't say much about how we, because we talk all the time, just the two of us. Sometimes it's nice to have somebody else in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It is. So we're welcoming Isabel to the conversation today. Hello, Isabel. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Fran. Hi, Carrie. It's so nice to be here. I listen to all your episodes and it's a little bit surreal to be to just walk into an episode pretty much. <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> we we're are happy. Yeah, because, you know, this all came about because Carrie was telling me about your trip. Like you are quite the traveler and adventurer and, and you've got some great stories to tell. And then it was like, well, why don't we just have her on the podcast? Because I think if you and I are interested, I think our listeners would be interested too. I think so. Yeah. So before we get started, you know, Carrie, like you guys know each other. Yeah. Um, we yeah. just met this morning, although but apparently I'm in your ear every other week. So thank you for listening to us. Um, but you two know each other outside of of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And and you've been telling Carrie about your trip. Yeah. yeah An epic sure. trip. An epic you know, we trip. go on we go on trips, right? Like we go to Disney and Disney and back and forth, California, Florida. Dayton. We might go. We might go. We might go to Ohio. Center. We might go to Scarborough Town Center. Like you know, that's that's the, the realm of our trips. Yes. Isabel goes on epic trips. <laughs> like you think she just didn't go, you know, to Hong Kong Disneyland. You know, she goes on cruises while she's there and things like that, and she hops around and does these long epic adventures. So. So many um, components. So many components yeah. and, and so many awesome places. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be uh, a little bit more exciting than our trip report. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so true. So why do so Isabel, thank you for joining us and sharing your adventures. Um, and at the end, we'll talk about uh, your website. You do have a blog uh, called Happy Bee Homestead. Um, where you share like your your hobby of um, gardening and things like that. Yeah. So I will yes. link to that in the show notes for people to find you there. But today it's all about your trip, your epic trip. So why don't you give us a, an overview of what the trip was, and then we'll start diving into some of the some of the some of the details. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So in uh, December of last year, going into January. Uh, my husband Ray and I, we were lucky enough to go on a cruise in Asia that started from Hong Kong and went all the way to Singapore. Uh, yeah, wow, it's a wonderful city. Yeah, it was our first day, our first time there, and it was just awesome. And uh, it's a wonderful and easy city to explore. And I think anyone who loves theme parks and traveling will really love that city as well. So 
it's a trip that started as a little bit of a redo um, from a trip that we had planned in February 2020. So you can guess how that ended up. Oh, yeah. We were on a cruise at that time, just at the time when you were hearing about people getting like stranded on, I think it was a princess uh, mm -hmm. cruise ship and people getting turned away while we were in a, on a ship uh, about in the same area of the world and all that. So we got turned around and we missed our last few stops uh, in Thailand and Singapore. And I had everything planned out and I'm a planner. So I have put so much <laughs> into it. Um, it had been a great trip, but that part was a little disappointing. So we knew that when we were ready to plan our first big trip, um, once it was easier to get back to international travel, we had to hit back some of those destinations, so Thailand and Singapore. Uh, and then I saw, well, there's this one cruise that starts in Hong Kong, and I always wished I could see Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, we have been to Hong Kong before, but we had only a couple days there. And we hadn't, I think that was before I was like more of a hardcore Disney parks fan. So I hadn't prioritized it and I always had a little regret. So it was just oh. a great opportunity to add on a trip to Hong Kong Disneyland. Why not? I mean, if you're going to be there, it's kind of like. You might you, as well. Yeah. Like she talks about this, like I might as well. The I way might as I well. Would... <laughs> you know, it's on my bucket list, my Disney yeah. bucket list. Yeah. Now, I might as well stop at Krispy Kreme on the way to the mall. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the way to Dayton, Ohio. Um, what? So before, like, what's it like? Because you've been on cruises in like out of Florida ports or whatever. Like, what's yes. it like going on a cruise from an Asia port or an Asia cruise? And what cruise line were you on? Um, so we were on Celebrity Cruises. Most of our crews end up being Celebrity Cruise, uh, although we've done Royal Caribbean and would love to do Disney at some point. But, uh, you know, I always pick based on itinerary um, and price. But Celebrity just has, like, really cool itineraries that we like mm -hmm. that are a little different in different parts of the world. So it always work out, works out that way. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a Celebrity Cruise. Um I mean, it's not that different in general, like, mm -hmm. you know, the boarding process, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of similar. Um, one of the big differences is like where you board, uh, like there'll be a lot of people often like from that country or that city that are boarding on the cruise and taking the cruise with you. So there were like a lot, Ooh. a lot of people from Hong Kong who were on the cruise with us. So that was, that's always super interesting, you know, and that I've had the sense. same, yeah, and I've had the same experience like boarding a cruise in Puerto Rico and there were a lot of people from Puerto Rico on the cruise and like, so it gives kind of a unique, uh, like vibe to the ship and it's really interesting to kind of see you know the meshing of the cultures and all that just well, to give one ship, example we, on our msc we were on a ship with a bunch of new yorkers i was thinking <laughs> the same thing we had so yeah. many new yorkers on our ship <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess yeah, and I, yeah and i find like celebrities there's often a lot of like Canadians and British and Americans, but like Hong Kong is far from mm -hmm. all these countries. So like there were really not so many American guests. Uh, there were like some Canadians, a lot more from like uh, BC, Vancouver area as well. It's a little bit of a shorter trip for them. And the there were a lot of people too, like it was most of the stops were in Vietnam and Thailand. So there were a lot of people who were like 
either first generation Canadian and their parents were from Vietnam or like maybe they had been born in Vietnam and I had moved to Canada and it was like their first time back uh, after living like many, many decades in in wow. Canada and like a lot of multi-generational groups as well. So oh, cool. that was like super interesting too. Um yeah and you know just to give an example like one of the entertainers at night on the cruise like um she was from florida but she performed a um a song in cantonese and like it was amazing just to hear like the crowd just joining and it was a very like special song and just like you know singing along and like saw a few teary eyes in there it's very touching like to see those kinds of things yeah yeah, that would be very emotional to sit in yeah. to sit and see some of that. Come yeah, together. absolutely. So it's you know like cruises. You sometimes feel a bit like isolated from the mm-hmm. culture around. I think some cruise lines do maybe like put more emphasis on having free food from that part of the country, that kind of stuff. But you know that kind of brought an element of the culture uh, hmm. along with us. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That is. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was great. I would really recommend it. Like, it, I think a lot of people don't realize that about cruises, but if you are, if you kind of keep an eye on prices and that kind of stuff, um, and you're a little bit flexible about, like, you don't set out with too much of a fixed idea of exactly where you want to go, and you kind of just look around and find something that you're interested in, but you have an open mind, it's actually... I find it can be a pretty cost-effective way to travel in some of those more, like, different locations. Um, I don't want to say that it's inexpensive or cheap, (laughs) but, like, if you compare it to kind of booking your own flights and um, hotels and all that, like, it can work out pretty nicely. So, yeah. Yeah, and getting from place to place, too. Like, there's... There's nothing like being on a cruise ship and not having to unpack. Like you get to see all these different places and all your, your clothes and all that stuff is still in the drawer when you get back. It's kind of, that, that is so amazing. Not that I get off the ship in the ports, but for those that do. (laughs) (laughs) And it gives like a little bit of structure when you start your trip planning, uh, so like yeah. I think it would have been overwhelming to try to figure out like a trip that had like like where do you how much how many days do you spend where and all that kind of stuff where like Vietnam and Thailand um, Singapore Hong Kong but like it gives just enough structure and then just enough flexibility to kind of really focus on the things that you're really interested in so yeah we've had a, a blast with that so this was basically at end of December when you went Yes, so we left uh, just after uh, Christmas, so on the 27th, and we came back January 19th. So it was a long one. I took advantage of my work being shut down, like, for a couple weeks around the holidays. Uh, Yeah, so it was was a good amount of time. How long was the cruise itself? Uh, I think it was 12 nights, if I remember correctly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I I did five days in Hong Kong and four days in Singapore. Um, it was hard to find flights going there uh, in end of December. So like, 
yeah, to find affordable flights and all that, I ended up using Aeroplan Miles, but, you know, it took a lot of <laughs> looking around <laughs> and we ended up like we were going to spend more time in Hong Kong that maybe we had planned just so we could have a, a flight that was uh, decent. Uh, um, but that worked out because I gave us extra days to spend in Hong Kong Disneyland. So we spent <laughs> like two whole days there. Yeah. Wow. And? Oh, it, it was yeah we loved it like it was awesome it's just it's a really nice park I can't say like I can't wait to go into it a little bit more and it's really special to go in a Disney park in a different country as well and to experience rides that you have no idea like, what's coming for you or very little like I made a point to not watch right throughs uh once like I knew we were going yeah yeah and I would really recommend that to people I mean I had seen some like years ago but not enough to really remember what they were like and I had had that experience also in Tokyo Disneyland which we did um in 2018 before a cruise again like same idea uh in Japan and uh it's just you know, I love going, like, the Florida parks are the parks I really know. Never been to Disneyland in California. Um, but, oh my yeah, and there's, you know, <laughs> when there's a new attraction you've never seen and you experience it that first time, like, that special feeling that you get, like there's nothing like it and how immersed you are in the story and all that. So, like, going to a new park like that, it just it keeps happening, like, all day. Sometimes even if it's an attraction that you know, because some are kind of duplicates or clones, like sometimes they'll just be like a weird twist at some point that you didn't see coming at all. So wow. I think like the magic of that and combined with like seeing just the Disney magic meshed with a culture different from your own and seeing how people like experience it in their own culture uh so both in Tokyo and in Hong Kong like that's really special as well oh, so, now you spent you two might be days. winning her this one here might be might be checking her aeroplane balance point after <laughs> yeah. this one I know I'm starting to yeah. think there's a strategy in how you did this Carrie yes. because you set this up because <laughs> we talk about other parks and other parts of the world and I'm like oh it's the flights blah 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 what's going to convince me yeah. but I think there's a strategy for Carrie saying well why don't we have Isabel on uh, <laughs> Isabel's gonna have to come with us <laughs> yeah so oh, you I spent two, two days in the park like was two days yeah. enough for you you think uh so Hong Kong Disneyland is a small smaller park um and so I would say like if it's going to be a non-crowded day, like one day would probably be like satisfying for most people. If you're, if you're a fan, like I think two days, I think there is, if it's a crowded day, then you probably would want two days. So I think two days is pretty good. Um, they have two day tickets there too. So two days, not a lot more expensive than one day. So that was like, that kind of made the, the decision easy as well so I was happy with having two days there um I it's uh yeah the first day we went was not crowded at all there was just no one there um it was January 1st oh. so I don't know if people had partied <laughs> too hard 
<laughs> the night before but it was like a ghost town so that was wonderful like for kind of not having to wait anywhere and just take really nice pictures and just take time to look at all the small details and not feel rushed and all that and the second day so january 20 uh, january 2nd i think was the first day that they didn't have like blockouts for some of the passes they have there so and they still had all the holiday decorations up and all that kind of stuff so they were just like it was very very crowded like so crowded um so if that had been our only day, I feel like we wouldn't probably have had time to kind of do all the things we wanted to do. We would have so, missed stuff. It depends. Right. I would say two days is like a safe option. If you only have one day because of how your trip is planned, um, then I would say maybe like to take advantage of some of the kind of fast pass, uh, Genie Plus kind of stuff that they have there. And so they have that there too. The, the fast, uh, yeah, like the well, plus kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, I forget exactly what they use now, but it's like a paid system. So you can pay a certain amount. Like there's, you know, you know, Disney, there's all the different possible things. 700 tiers. And yeah, confusing. so you can get like early entry to the Frozen line, which is like the new big thing there. So that could help. Or there's different kind of packages of like you pay this amount, you get like five Pass five attractions that you get fast pass for or three attractions that kind of stuff so there's Ooh. all kinds of options of course because yeah yeah so it's not and, simple over there either uh no <laughs> <laughs> and it changes all the time as disney does so you know if whenever someone is like planning their trip i think like it's good to go and look what's the current kind of scheme um it's not easy. I like Tokyo felt easy to plan for. There's a lot. I mean, it's one of the, it's a park that has such a high reputation. Like a lot of people call Tokyo Disney in particular, like the most, the best Disney park anywhere. So there's so much interest in it that there's more information online, but Hong Kong Disneyland, I found very difficult to research online. Ooh. Um, so what I tried a lot of different things. I think my recommendation now would be like to just download the the app on your phone because that feels like where there's where you can actually see like what are the options for things you can like the different fast pass kind of schemes that they have in play then and the actual the map of the park and all that. But uh yeah, there's just not a lot online. There's about not a big fan part. community, right? For of that one. Yeah, uh, or it's yeah. not, not maybe not in English. I think I that's think what when not, we were chatting yeah. about that, right? I think so because there has to be a lot because in the park, like you know, people are taking like pictures and mm-hmm. like it's like so amped up in term in terms of like Instagram culture kind of stuff. Like you see people in the parks like you see them at ours. Like you yeah. can see influencers oh, yeah. or me- social media yes. people. Yeah, yeah, right. And like I think even more, but you know, I. I don't know where to find that information. I think there's some on YouTube a bit, which isn't like necessarily my go-to. Like I'm more, I like the written like blogs and stuff there. I couldn't find much of it. Um, there's, and there are a lot of outdated information too online. Mm. So I think it's good like to be prepared and all that, but just be ready to like that things aren't exactly uh, the same. Like once you get there, um, uh, 
it's yeah. an example too like it was so hard to buy like I tried to buy tickets for so, <laughs> so much time and I actually was not able to buy tickets until I went there in person like the day wow. before we were planning to go there and bought tickets at the gate uh so because like our a lot of like I tried three different like, credit cards and there was also a problem where um the like the calendar where you have to press where you want to get your ticket like it just wouldn't oh. show any dates past like January 1st for me and I would contact their customer support online and they would say like no no it's fine it's fine and I realized like oh it's just not showing um in Canada or it's not showing outside of Hong Kong I don't know exactly but I couldn't see it but as soon as I landed there I could see it because of so the time like change little, and all that yeah. stuff and yeah that yeah, makes sense who knows? and I had trouble with like credit cards sometimes anyway so <laughs> like logistically uh, you have to be up for a challenge but like it's so worth it and you know I just figured well at the worst case I'll just go to the gate the the day before so we kind of planned to be in that area the day before and like they were so helpful and everything got figured out so oh that's good good. yeah very good now you got so you're gonna have to explain this to me because I hear that Duffy so Duffy is Mickey Mouse's bear right his teddy bear that Minnie (laughs) gave him like I don't know that in like the u.s canada like we pay a lot of attention to duffy no <laughs> we had duffy for a little bit we had him for Epcot, a little bit and then yeah he, and then but, he went away but people were mm-hmm. kind of like who's this bear and like he why looks is he like here? zeddy like, from zellers is what he exactly, looks like yeah. <laughs> right like he's just some random bear and and not not everybody knows the story of minnie giving mickey the bear when we were at Disneyland, Glenda and I were at Disneyland and we were sitting in the car in the in like having breakfast at uh um like whatever we were sitting having breakfast and the girl that was sitting across had a duffy back on it, no joke. Glenda said, Why is that girl got a Z And I was like and I was like I looked at her like she's crazy. I'm like because I was in my Disney realm and then all of a sudden I was like, Zeddy zellers and then we were like googling it and we were like had the kid the phone and the zeddy's and her backpack and we're like they do look awfully familiar don't yeah. they the club the the zellers bear the club zed zellers bear yeah and duffy that you can get with your club zed points yeah <laughs> i still have my zeddy yeah. <laughs> so like duffy is a big thing in our house and our especially when my nephew loves duffy like we brought him a duffy from Tokyo Disneyland like before he was even born we got got the Duffy for him so he grew up with Duffy and it's his favorite um like teddy bear so actually I dug out my daddy and I said oh it sounded like I he was Duffy's brother and he became Duffy's brother his so. long his long lost cousin <laughs> yeah his Canadian, exactly. his Canadian cousin yeah. Daddy. <laughs> is there yeah, Duffy everywhere still there like there's Duffy everywhere like there are a hundred times more Duffy's than Mickey's I mean, maybe even a thousand times more. Oh like, my it, it really? is like you cannot imagine it feeling unless until you've lived it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Duffy, my goodness! Like it starts when you go like on the subway. So both parks, they um, both in Tokyo and Hong Kong, like they're connected to the city by a subway train uh, kind of thing. That's really like very uh, connected to the rest of that city's like subway system. And 
um, as soon as you get on that train, like there will be people dressed with Duffy, uh, wearing Duffy backpacks and purses. Really? Uh, yeah, head to toe, like Duffy outfits uh, with strollers with their Duffy in it or multiple Duffy's in it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. That sounds and, like it's worth the trip just there. Duffy watching. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the people watching or Duffy watching is great. And it's just yeah, like like you said, Carrie, um, like Duffy, I think they introduced Duffy in the US at first as um like Mickey Mouse uh teddy bear. And it didn't take off in the US. Like I think people just saw it as like, oh, it's like a kind of cash grab kind of thing they want to sell like teddy bears maybe compete with build-a-bear that kind of stuff Uh, but then like he really became so popular in Tokyo uh, Disney Sea and Tokyo Disneyland and just like surpassed Mickey in all ways and I kind of knew about it before going to Tokyo and I knew I was going to have a baby nephew or niece. And I asked my brother, what do you want me to bring back? And he said, like, bring back a Duffy bear. So that was our first exposure to Duffy. (laughs) And then, but just seeing how much people love Duffy and it's just, you can't help but like yourself fall (laughs) in love with Duffy and friends. Um, Yeah. but That's so fun. It's so fun to think about because in our parts, it's all Mickey it's all like Mickey and friends you know obviously the other characters yeah but to hear that there's like a whole other character that's a focal point yeah and it's so embraced and like that one of the best parts of being I think especially in the Japan parks is like how much people dress up and embrace it and are not like just the joy that it brings people and just seeing you know, we would see mostly Duffy's, but like other characters as well. Like you would see an entire family, like six people all dressed like Dalmatians, like head to toe Dalmatians or two friends who came together and like they're dressed as like two, um, like, well, with two, like two Donald Ducks, let's say, like adults and like there's something about seeing like grown men, especially because I feel like men are in general like a bit more shy about expressing like fully their joy of Disney (laughs) and characters and all that but you know full-grown men like just with Duffy purse Duffy like ears like t-shirts the whole thing and just feeling like you know I I can do this like everyone gets it like I don't have to be shy about this just like that full joy it just was the best part I think about the traveling to Disney like that uh to Disney and in Tokyo in particular in Hong Kong like there's a big uh, presence of Duffy and friends and uh like some of the Duffy's friends are more specific to Hong Kong as well like there's a dog Kukian and uh, a little uh Lena Bell is like the latest one but yeah people are just in love with those characters and it really grows on you that's I know a, there's a cat, Gelatoni. Gelatoni, yes. Of course. So, yeah, of course so there's a cat. <laughs> this time we brought back uh, Shelly May, which is like the female version of Duffy, and Gelatoni for my niece and nephew. And they 
yeah oh, they're that both, is so uh, fun loved very much <laughs> and that you know it's such a, it's such a difference it's almost like a cultural difference between there and and here like in the u.s yeah you see some of the dads and stuff with their yeah. their matching t-shirts or my wife made me wear this yeah. or i'm you know i'm her prince or whatever but I don't know that I see people dressed other than the Halloween yeah. time with like the full mm -hmm. accoutrements that come. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, fun. But it's too yeah. I wish like people felt more comfortable to like fully embrace their Disney their Disney side. So it's wonderful <laughs> to see, you know, and yeah, people, you know, we saw people with like double wide stroller full of many many duffies in there and we saw like there was one couple like they had duffy and shelly may and each one had like its own little outfit like a special dressed up outfit and then the two like humans carrying around the duffies had made themselves like a duffy <laughs> costume <they> and matching <laughs> outfits to their duffies <laughs> it was the best thing ever and i just and there's, they have special spots, like, in the park, like, designated spots where you can, there's, like, a little seat for Duffy, and you can put your Duffy and take a picture, like, in front of different sites. Oh my so people take, carry their Duffies and take pictures, and they take pictures with the Duffies. So this couple who was dressed up, like, so wonderfully, they asked me, could I take their picture with their camera? So I did. And then I asked, oh, can I take your picture with my camera like, <laughs> like, they, did, like they were so happy like that I did that and yeah it was so so awesome that so, is so yeah. fun so Carrie would you want to dress up as the cat when you go or sure, like, she's an artist <laughs> yeah. oh this is perfect the cat's yeah. an artist yep yes. oh my goodness <laughs> yeah they all have their own like they have their own occupations and hobbies oh my gosh <laughs> we're gonna need to research this stuff <laughs> oh wow now what about the merchandise what's the merchandise like there like is it uh besides duffies <laughs> besides duffies yeah, like is yeah. it is there similar anything else to buy yeah yeah, for sure. I mean, Duffy has his own st entire store. That's just Duffy stuff. Uh, other than that, like, I mean, when I went there, I was mostly like looking for things unique to the park. Um, so like things that tie into the attractions and all that. Uh, so I like I one of my favorite attraction in um, Hong Kong Disneyland is called Mystic Manor, and it's kind of their haunted house. Um, replacement and it has this little character in it called uh, albert the monkey so Aww. that's albert that i got so i really wanted to get he's so cute in the attraction so got a little albert and um in hong kong disneyland like when we went there they were well everywhere that we travel during that trip they were really preparing big time for chinese new year um so they had a lot of merchandise that was related to Chinese New Year. So like different characters wearing their Chinese New Year outfits and a lot of like the color red is really present in that celebration. So a lot of decorations and like red envelopes and all that kind of stuff. So that was really nice to see out there. As well. What about t-shirts? How How's the t-shirt game there? That's a good question. Uh, I didn't so much look for t-shirts. Like they so, weren't as okay. prominent, I guess, in the stores. Yeah, I probably, I would say probably not. Like I didn't notice it as much. Like a lot of, you know, like 
uh, keychains or things to put on a backpack Ooh. and things you would wear in the park like it is very popular but more like accessories than t-shirts Interesting. I'm sure there are t-shirts as well um yeah I didn't shop around for t-shirts one reason I mean like people like the average person in Hong Kong is like smaller than well that's what I worry like, about like when I go North there American. so yeah wait so, wait wait when you what sure. did you like, say Fran when what? you what well, when, if I if I thought if, if I thought about it's going happening. there, the t-shirts would probably only fit on my right arm, like I because everybody there's so skinny. Yeah, so like for me, I didn't, I like, I didn't even like I need to looking. look yeah. their sizing chart. I'd have to look for ginormous or something yeah. like that in comparison to what yeah. they have there. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, for like leg space in those parks on rise like especially in Tokyo I think because it's an older park too like Tokyo Disneyland but I have like pretty long legs uh like proportionally like to my body and by the end of those days my knees were hurting (laughs) I really had to yeah I wouldn't think I didn't think about that but you're right like yeah if you're tall well I mean I guess I don't really have to worry about being too tall um but yeah, so, a little wider maybe yeah yeah, yeah. I was concerned about that too like it's not like it was good I would say like it's pretty friendly for all sizes and geometries in general I think there's a few rides like in Hong Kong Disneyland in the car in the Toy Story land like it's a bit more kiddie rides so that might be a place that like some rides yeah aren't for able to be ridden kind of like our barnstormer and stuff yeah and don't really fit yeah and in Tokyo Disneyland there's like the Indiana Jones uh kind of roller coaster or it's called Raging Spirits it's a roller coaster and there like there's a height thing which is kind of concerning so Anyone that I see in line that's like taller. So, I mean, I I'm tall, like somewhat tall, but not like I rarely feel like I'm the tallest person in the group here. But there, like I'm taller than average. So like I got pulled out of the line, and like they ask you how tall you are, and like it's the the restraint tall? like doesn't like there's I get after after that I kind of deduce it's probably the restraint it comes over your shoulder so like taller or even like if you have a bigger chest it might be an issue anyway so they like ask you your height and all that and then they give you like a card to say like yeah you've been vetted to go like (laughs) give this to a person so I'm thinking like oh my goodness like did I just make the height cut off like should I be worried maybe I shouldn't like raise my arm in this roller coaster like what's (laughs) gonna happen anyways I survived but uh yeah like the rides are smaller but they're not like it wasn't like I wouldn't make it a big worry I think Mm -hmm. like there's so many things to ride and I I didn't necessarily like it is something I think about but I didn't really have any big challenges before we move off merchandise, was there something like your favorite piece of merch, like aside from from the Baron side? Like from, what what yeah. did you bring back that you're like I'm so glad I bought this? Um, I think, hmm, that's a good. You know, my heart is really so much with Duffy. I can't think of a different answer. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I just, yeah. I love the idea of different kinds of merchandise when you go to Walt Disney World and Disneyland it's the same kind like I don't know how to describe it but the same kind of stuff 
So it yeah. would be fun to see different kinds of merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think. Like, they do have, like, head... So instead of, like, Mickey ears, I don't know if it's because, like, Mickey isn't as central there or not, but they have, like, these headbands. And then you can buy... Maybe you've seen them. These in North America. I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. But they have, like, little round they're not really teddy bears but they're like let's say the heads of characters and they're plush but they will have like all the Duffy and Friends hairs but they'll be like Mickey Minnie Donald or they'll have like all Pixar ones and all that and you can buy like so you buy the headband and then whichever ones you want to like attach to your headband so you'll see all these people like wearing their headbands with different like hair you can tell oh this one is like a Pick, like a Pixar fan or this one really likes it. Oh, that's Carrie. fun. So there's kind of a mix and match. So like that's kind of a unique thing there that I saw. Yeah, but it's mostly like these, like any kind of Duffy accessory <laughs> overshadows be... everything else. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Like a hair, yeah. like a headband with that yeah. you can interchange stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it lets people yeah. express their own personal like Disney preferences. (laughs) Yeah. What about the food? How was the food? Because of course that's a big component of a Disney vacation. The food is very different, and I feel like that's one place where I feel like there's a lot of outdated information online. Like I think it. I mean, Disney food tends to change a lot over time, so I think it's kind of the the same thing. But I, you know, online like there's some like maybe not so great things about. Uh, food in Hong Kong Disneyland like I would override that and say like it was like we loved uh, what we had there Um, it's not too pricey I would say like in general the the, from tickets to food like it's less expensive and it is different like there are some things like you'll be able to find like hamburgers and pizza and all that kind of stuff it may not be exactly the same version that you have at home uh, but we tried we tried to try different things. So things like curries or um, yeah, like stir fries, and they have like very cute dumplings and um, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Because we just want to take advantage of what's really different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for us, we're vegetarian. I do eat a little bit of fish sometimes, but uh, not very much. Mostly vegetarian. I mean, that's a whole. <laughs> other topic uh, in terms of being a vegetarian at Disney but like they were pretty friendly to that and that guides their choices a lot so at Hong Kong Disneyland uh, what stood out was there they have um, I think it's called a, it might be called a Tahitian which I feel like maybe also exists in North America but it's mostly like Indian food so we had uh, nice like dal, uh, lentil, and um, naan bread, and it was like very good and like big portion. I think it was our like main meal that day, and like very different. And in Tokyo, we had like curries, which were good, and the cutest like the snacks are really like so cute. Um, I think of 
one that stands out to me in Tokyo Disneyland, they had these uh, mochis, uh, like little dumpling, dessert dumplings. And they were made like in the shape of the head of the alien from Toy Story, you know, the oh, ones in the claw machine. Once, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you have like a little cup and there's three little perfect mochi and they're like vanilla, chocolate and strawberry. And they're just like these perfect little alien heads. And it's wonderful. So yeah, That's snacks so are very good. Do they have it? it like I, I've never really watched anything for Hong Kong Disney, but for for Tokyo, like they have all of them, the food, like all the cute little packaging and stuff like that. Do they have yeah. that in Hong Kong too? Like you know, when you you get your snack, it's like wrap. Right. Like you don't even want to throw what you. Like I think if I ever went to Hong Kong or Tokyo, yeah. I need to send a crate home. Like because I wouldn't yeah. even probably throw in a napkin. I'd use like because yeah. everything is so detailed. <laughs> like you know, you yeah. buy a snack and it's wrapped in something that you're like. I can't even yeah, put this in the garbage because there's so much detail on it. And is yeah, it like that you in have Hong Kong big suitcase. The packaging thing I found was more of a Japan thing, mm-hmm. both Tokyo, but like anywhere in Japan, there's so much care that was put into how things are wrapped. Uh, you know, you buy something like could be very inexpensive thing at any shop and, you know, like they'll put it in a like origami kind of custom like box that they just hand folded that's like has like a little like folded flower on top and it's wonderful like I still have most of my packaging from things <laughs> I bought in Japan and there's just like there's so much care that's put into that and so much ingeniosity too sorry I might have pronounced you can see my French French Canadian <laughs> accent showing up there but uh yeah like one of our favorite snacks or even we had that for breakfast both in Hong Kong and in Tokyo as well was um to go to 7-Eleven I mean 7-Eleven is like something else uh in Asia it is like the spot that you have to go really? to get food yeah it's amazing they have great sushi like very affordable sushi like so much food you can even buy your Disney tickets there in Japan like in a vending machine it's just uh, it's a different world, those 7-Elevens. So anyways, we would get those uh, sushi kind of snacks like most days for like lunch or breakfast. And so they're like a little triangle ball of rice with some sushi like filling inside. And then it's wrapped in a seaweed like nori, but it would be wrapped in a cellophane. And then you look on, it's just wrapped in such an intricate way. And when you look at the packaging, it says like pull here, like one, two, three. And if you do it correctly, like you'll end up with the most like, it's almost like dispensing your sushi in such a way that like you'll never get your fingers dirty. And this whole, it's amazing. Like it's they full, thought of everything. like everything, all the packaging, they're so, it's like so well designed and it's not just like, you know, to keep the thing clear, clean, like it's mm-hmm. just made in a way that it's going to make Purposeful you think that too. thing like yeah. perfect. Yeah. And it's functional, like pack it, like who would think to, we would just wrap it in saran wrap. Like it, it, Especially yeah. if you're buying it at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. A 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's, so, you know, you those are the little that things. Stuff. No, and those are the little surprises, you know, with international travel where you're like, I didn't even think like this would be a thing, but like it ends up being such a interesting experience. Yeah. So the food, 
when you um is there any issue with the language like I think about mm. when I you know it I'm just gonna say when I go if I go um how I would order like food like how would yeah. I know because I'm not I'm not necessarily the most adventurous eater but you know yeah. how, would, how would I know like I don't want to end up with like you know some squid yeah. or something that I guts on 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 toast or something <laughs> yeah well like once like in the parks it's there's no problem with language like everything is made in such a way that you wouldn't have any problem um if you're, oh, you don't speak English yeah in the city it can be a little different like I so there was a small power outage at Isabel's house right at that moment while we were recording. So what a great time to insert our jingle. If you're a Disney, 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 Disney fan, then you should listen, listen, listen to Carrie and Fran. They laugh and chat and help you make a plan. If you're going to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, and you will become a Pixie Dust fan. Okay, so we had a little technical difficulty. Isn't it funny? That's the problem with Wi-Fi. The power goes out for like a flicker. But then the problem is that all your routers and everything have to like fully reboot. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, the technologies. But it's great. You're back. Thank you, Isabel. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie's like, for what? It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, so we were talking about um, the language barriers and how it yeah. is. So you're saying in the parks, I like, there's no problem. Yeah, there's no problem. It's really like set up for that. And they really, I think, go out of their way to hire uh, people who speak English really well. Uh, you know, it was a lot easier to find people to uh, talk to in English than it was elsewhere in the city. Um, and for food in particular, and that's like both in the parks and as well as in other restaurants. Uh, but in the parks, for sure, like every restaurant, they would have like very visual menus so you'll have the pictures of all the things you can order and then like it'll be written in multiple languages and you can just point to what nice. you want yeah so uh I, that's you know what really helpful I wish they would do more of that here to be honest yeah like, yeah like do you ever go into restaurants here and and like restaurants or even online and I'm like I don't know what this is that you're describing totally. like if you had a picture, I might order it, but I can't yeah. because I don't know what it is. Like, I usually order something with a picture just because of that. Exactly. So, yeah. Or else I'm Googling what does this word mean or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's frustrating. I yeah. wish they had like every menu had a picture of the item so that because yeah. people eat very visually, right? Yeah. So it's, I mean, if you're, you want to plan it out a little bit, like all the menus are online to you on their website. So like I do that for any park we go to I kind of scope it out just to make sure like I know where the good like vegetarian stuff is so that's a good strategy there as well um yeah and like I was really intrigued before I went to those parks to know like how about the language inside the attractions like would it be in Japanese and Cantonese or would it be in English and like it's very interesting because it's a mix of both and it's not like some rides will be mostly in English some rides will be mostly in the local language and some will just like flip back and forth Hmm. um oh wow I don't know like how they decide necessarily, but you never kind of quite know what to expect. Um, so 
for example, uh, we did the Frozen ride, and I think most of the songs were in English, probably. But if you've been on Frozen, even at Epcot, like it's a similar ride. Like it's, yeah, it's similar. So there's a scene where there's the little trolls, like in school almost so they have the same scene there but it's like almost like a immersion school french immersion school that we would have here in canada but like the teachers speaking one language and the kids like the, or the kids the kids the, the trolls. young trolls <laughs> <laughs> like some answer in english and some answer in cantonese like there's a little bit of everything and they do a little bit that thing that you would do where maybe the next character like paraphrases in another language um so yeah it's a little bit of both but I will say like you've never lived until you've been to like the country bear jamboree <laughs> and seen the sunbonnet trio like sing surfing USA in Japanese like that it's <laughs> that's just, awesome it's a very special experience so it's really nice and in Japan at least like in some rides, they would give they will give you a handout, or at least it was like that when we went. That would kind of explain the storyline of the ride if it wasn't um, done in English. So, like you can ask that, ask for that too. So, so you didn't miss anything. Like you felt no. fully immersed. Like you, yeah. could, you could understand everything that was going yeah. on. Yeah, and... yeah. It's yeah. It's actually it's really. It's a really fun and different experience. And even if some rides we maybe didn't know the story exactly, like there is just, it's a visual, like rides are kind of a visual and like medium to tell the story and right. like the music and all that kind of stuff. So you don't miss much. I mean, even when the ride is in English, like sometimes some rides that you go on, like there's so much going on. Like I know the first time I ride it, like I don't really always get the intricacies <laughs> of the story. So yeah, so I would, it's not, it's not a problem. Like I would just embrace it and have fun with it. And yeah, it's great. So what attract, well, oh, sorry, go ahead, say, Carrie. It's probably the same thing. Like what were the ones that, what were the attractions that you, that you liked the most or the ones that were like the same that we have but different or or yeah um yeah so at hong kong disneyland i would say my favorite was mystic manor so it's not an original um attraction so um hong kong disneyland when it was open it was a very small park and then they added uh, a lot over the years like entire lands to it mystic manor was one of the first rides that they added that really is like a world like it it's probably like a top 10 attractions in the world for Disney parks. So they didn't have a haunted mansion at Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, I think it's one of the only like castle parks that doesn't have a haunted mansion. Um, I think they just didn't feel like that it would really fit with the culture. Like there's, from my understanding there, like there's a lot of respect for your ancestors and like ghosts get connected to that. So having kind of the um, like fun, goofy ghosts of haunted mansion didn't really like, they weren't sure that would really mesh. So they decided to do something different. So they, created Mystic Manor. So the storyline is that there 
uh, Lord Henry Mystic travels the world and collects all these artifacts from different cultures and has them in his manor. And he invited you to come and visit the manor. And he's always with his little monkey sidekick who gets into all kinds of shenanigans. So he gets a music box and the monkey like touches the music box and something escapes from the music box. And you through the entire ride, you see this little like trail of lights and it's just projected onto you like a little mesh curtain that goes through the ride, but you would never see that. So you see that light just, you just follow that light and it touches different objects and all the objects come alive inside the manor. The music is wonderful and if you're very like a big fan of the haunted mansion you'll be able to pick up like some small thing small connections to the haunted ah. mansion so a little bit in the music like it's not the same music but there's something in it Familiar? that draws from haunted mansion and at some point like the manor is full of objects coming into life and all that but at some point like just out of the corner of your I, you can see the busts that you see in the haunted mansion, like the singing busts, or oh, and you just glance at it. But if you didn't know, like you wouldn't know it's a connection. But so we wrote it maybe I think five or six times. <laughs> Every time we noticed something different, like the busts were one, like picking up on the music, like it's just such an immersive story. Like it's a kind of ride where the last time I had that feeling was writing rise of the resistance but it's the kind of ride where you're so immersed like for a moment like you kind of feel like you're in this different world like you forget you're in a ride so that was my favorite I think at Hong Kong Disneyland they have a good roller coaster called Grizzly uh Grizzly um, Grizzly Peak maybe Grizzly Mountain I'm something grizzly grizzly <laughs> um yeah which reminds me a bit of big thunder mountain but um just in terms of the rock work and all that and again it's just surprises like you have no idea what's going to happen and just kind of um i guess spoiler alerts uh but you know in that coaster like it's a coaster it does the two big surprises are like at some point you start to go backwards all of a sudden oh and then they also have a launch in it so at some point you see like bear with dynamite and then it it kind of pause and then like the bear presses on the dynamite like acme style and you just the coaster <laughs> launches again but when you have no idea that's about to happen, yeah. like, it's just so special. You know, I just saw the bear and I was like, oh, bear, dynamite. Oh, and then I saw, oh, <laughs> I, bet I, and I just heard the hissing of the pneumatic and I'm like, oh my God, we're going we're gonna to launch. <laughs> so, that's awesome. yeah, that was fun. They have um, like a um, space mountain, but it's hyperspace mountain, which I think is sometimes done in California in Disneyland in California, but I hadn't experienced that, and it's permanently hyperspace mountain, so it's all, like, Star Wars themed, so that was really fun and well done, and then there's something that's a little bit similar to Star Tours, but it's the Iron Man experience. I'm not much of a, like, superhero, like, I don't it's not kind of my thing, but we get it. yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's just so well done. And I felt like of all those kind of simulators, that one, like really just the story they came up with or the different things that happen, like it just takes so well, good advantage 
of the capabilities of the simulator. Yeah. So yeah, those were my favorite ones. I think in Hong Kong, Disneyland. Um, Do they have the, the classics like Peter Pan and and yeah, it's a small, small world. world. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are duplicated. Um, some are really close, and you never kind of know if you're going to get the Magic Kingdom version or the Disneyland, like Disneyland version from California. So that's a surprise. And sometimes there's really unexpected things that happen. So, for example, they have the Jungle Cruise uh, in Hong Kong Disneyland, but uh, towards at the end of the ride, your boat just moves into like a little area surrounded by rocks. And all of a sudden you're inside a volcano that's erupting. So there's like fireballs and oh my smoke gosh. coming to the boat and all that. But, you know, when you're used to just like you're normal like, jungle cruise, when that happens, it's very surprising. <laughs> Where's the whole, we're coming into a paradox here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so those kinds of twists are really fun. I have to say that volcano one, like one of the times we rode it, there was a little kid who just like, when that happened, just lost it and was just like screaming in distress <laughs> for a good five minutes. Oh my and, gosh. you know, it's sad, like, but also like at some point people are having a bit of trouble keeping a straight face and then they drive you around and there's like a little baby elephant and the guy's trying to say oh look like the baby elephant and all that and I could tell like okay they probably put that baby elephant there exactly for the situation <laughs> bring down the recovery oh, relax <laughs> yeah um another example is the at Tokyo Disneyland like they have the tiki birds so again like you know that's a classic of the classics like one of the Walt Disney original oh yeah and so you go in there everything starts normal but then like in the middle of the show like the lights go out like the storm scene and then when they turn back on it's like oh no Stitch has attacked the Tiki Bird oh, room no. and there's like Stitch and like everything is turned around and it's just Again, like imagine you go into the Tiki Birds and all oh of a sudden it turns into a stitch attack. It's a very surprising turn of that's, events. That's, so, so that's horrific. I, yeah, I feel well, like that's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so things like that or, you know, Tower of Terror is themed very differently there. So um, it also has like a, because, um, well, that's, that's in Tokyo, but like the um Twilight Zone is not really like something that people right. have had as much reference point to so they came up with its own storyline of like again it's a person like traveling the world and stealing artifacts from different um countries Ooh. and then like kind of getting punished ultimately <laughs> by one of the <laughs> artifacts so it's interesting to see like those different kinds of uh versions of the attractions too it's nice because it's surprising and it's yeah. not what you're expecting, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I would say, like, definitely try not to watch right through yeah. this, like, right before you go. Um, maybe, you know, I had watched enough, like, a while back to kind of know and which attractions I wanted to prioritize, but I made it, like, so hard to resist watching the right things, yeah. but <laughs> do it. So, like, I went into it, like, not really remembering anything, and it's the best. That's awesome. I do try to do that with the new attractions here. 
yeah um, with the exception of the roller coaster type ones because now right. i've determined i need to see those first yeah um, <laughs> okay so now i gotta ask the question is it worth it to go all that way to go to the disney park yeah i i mean i would I, for me it was worth it it was definitely worth it <laughs> i think tokyo disney is worth planning a trip specifically to go there um it's two parks so i think you could spend like three four days there easily disney sea is the most amazing park i've ever seen so like i've considered just going back like planning a trip specifically just to go back to tokyo to disneyland there. and to i mean obviously i would do other things but that being the main motivation right. and fit other things around it hong kong disneyland it is a smaller park um and it's just i mean tokyo is so special so hong kong disneyland i would say if you're a hardcore fan do it um otherwise like it's a far distance to go for a smaller park like i would really prioritize tokyo disneyland first but if you are going there or you can plan a trip that like has a day in hong kong and all that like definitely don't like don't skip it it's uh like such a great thing i just maybe wouldn't do a trip specific like just with that as a goal um but yeah it was one of the best best parts of our trips in the end wow carrie yeah this this has been very helpful for me to understand some of the stuff. Um, I feel like there's so much, like, I feel like there's still a hundred questions I could ask. Um, is there anything big that we missed covering that you think people should know? Um, I think I'm trying to think. You know, I think I would just like to emphasize again that, like, seeing the cultural differences in the attendees is really a highlight. Like, it's as much a part of it as the rides, the attractions, mm -hmm. and all of that. So taking the time to notice that kind of stuff. We talked about, like, the wrapping, like, the different, like, wrapping of your purchases and all that. But there's so many other details to it. Um, there's the defi stuff but just like even observing like for example how people watch parades is different like in Tokyo all day we kept seeing people that had like little mats uh like straw mats rolled up attached to their backpack and we we're thinking like why why is that and then we realized like before the parade like everyone like goes to the parade route and they put down like their little mats oh, on the they ground have mats. and they sit on the mat and it's so wonderful because everybody's sitting like everybody like you've got space like nobody's crowding you everyone has like their little one meter square nice space and like it's so peaceful and wonderful but you know so much that's more civilized <laughs> yeah but that's something that comes like I think from the culture there or like it evolved like that so things like that and just like the friendliness of the employees it just goes like beyond anything I had seen a little details like people always like hand things to you using two hands like if you purchase something or they give you back your credit cards things like that so there's all like these little details oh. and that's really the magic like the biggest magic I think of seeing experiencing Disney in a different country oh love it 
Love it. Now, wasn't there something you said credit cards? Wasn't there something in Tokyo Disneyland that you lost your credit card or something? Yes. On the last day of our entire trip when we went to Japan, um, we went to Disneyland. Actually, we hadn't planned to go to Disneyland. I had planned a day in Disney Sea, but then we loved it so much, we went back the next day to Disneyland. So we go there where we have our flight the next day and all that and I wear a pair of pants that well I'd worn those pants before but I never used like the zip pocket on the side so I thought I'm gonna travel really light I'll just I won't bring a backpack anything I'll just take like my ID my credit cards a little bit of money and I'll put it in that zip pocket on the side Uh of my my pants but I never used that pocket so what I didn't know is it was a manufacturing defect and like the pocket, the bottom of the pocket mm-hmm. wasn't sewn properly. So everything I put in there just like oh, no. fell out of my pocket inside my pants and like fell out in the jungle cruise or something. I don't know exactly where. So, you know, I realized <laughs> I lost everything uh, when I went to buy like a little Toy Story alien. So, you know, I go to guest services, like they were great at like, because I had to call my bank in Canada and I didn't have any money and like I didn't know like an international call and anyways it was a whole thing so they helped me to do that cancel the cards and all that and I had left like one card in my passport at the hotel so that was fine oh but the so. next day yeah and no one had turned it in then the next day but they took down all my information and all that so the next day when we we're going to head to the airport that day I get a call at the hotel and they say somebody turned in your driver's license Oh, wow. So they said, come and pick, you know, can you come and pick it up? But we didn't have time before going to the airport. So I said, oh, no, like, it's fine. I don't have time. You know, don't worry about it. Like, just like cut it, like, just put it in the garbage and I'll get a new one um, when we come home. Uh, But like, they just wouldn't take that as an answer so they said oh no we'll we'll send it to you we'll send it to you and I insisted like so much like no you don't have to because I knew I would have to get one like as soon as I got home yeah yeah so anyways but so I get home and I get my new ID and all that and I get like this very nicely wrapped package with my driver's license I didn't like wasn't valid anymore because I had replaced it and all that like a few maybe a week after something like that and you know looking back what I understood because they like business cards and ID cards and all that are treated with so much respect in Japan like almost as it's a representation of you of your identity so when you pay for stuff um, like you hand a card with two or if you give a business card if it's a business scenario like you hand out your card with two hands the person accepts it with two hands and they look at it and how they take care of that card is really important because not taking care of the card is like disrespecting the person is kind of what I understand because it represents you so when I was saying like just get rid of my driver's license (laughs) and I just could could, it, it felt like I'm hitting this wall where 
the person I was talking to just couldn't conceive of doing that, you know, of putting my card in the shredder. In the garbage. <laughs> There's just no way to kind of say like, no, no, don't go to the trouble of sending it out. So, you know, getting home and like getting that little package, it just like kind of reminded me of some of the really like wonderful aspects of like a culture other than my home. So, yeah. Oh, that's in so a really lovely. positive way, you know, and that's kind of all those things are kind of my interpretation like yeah. what I understood from that culture I'm sure I don't not getting everything right and I'm sure there's like a hundred things that we totally miss when we experienced it but you know just that trying to understand things and the little things you pick up and all that kind yeah. of stuff you can learn so much from it it's a good reminder to people to to pay yeah. attention to the differences and, yeah. and how wonderful they can be yeah all oh, that's learn awesome. from each other oh isabel this has been so much fun awesome. like I, yeah like awesome awesome. <laughs> awesome awesome sauce um you've li- you've listened to the podcast before so you know that at the end of the podcast we talk about what brings us joy or what brought us joy this week um we call it our pixie dust uh, do you have pixie dust this week I do. And I just want to say to you, like, the pixie dust idea is great. And every time you share your pixie dust on the podcast, it makes me think about my own pixie dust for that week. So I think it's such a nice, nice touch. So thanks for introducing that. Even when it's silly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's part of it. Like, sometimes just finding the joy in something silly, like, that's good. Like, we should do more of that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. So I think my pixie dust for this week is um, just so our trip was right after Christmas. So normally my family gets together on Christmas Eve and we do like gifts and food and all that kind of stuff. And I have a nephew and niece who are four and a half years old and six months. So oh. it's especially fun. Um, but of course they're sick all the time at that age. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so um my brother, sister in law and my nephew had gone on a cruise like right before that and they came back and they were sick. Like the whole family was sick. Oh. They were supposed to come over, but you know, we were just leaving for a trip like a couple days after and like it's a going on a cruise when you're sick and the air travel and just like getting it's it's can be miserable when you're sick on a trip it's also like countries that have been stricter with like covid stuff and all that so i was extra worried about it so we decided to cancel like the family get together and to postpone it so we at first but we wanted to keep it fun so we thought oh maybe we'll do like chinese new year in case and like i'll try to pick up stuff on the trip for chinese new year then we had a different idea, which was like we would do like Star Wars Life Day, which is oh, like the equivalent of Christmas and Star Wars, like <laughs> Wookie Wookie Christmas. We're all Star Wars fans, so we had our Life Day celebration last Sunday. So everyone uh, like kind of dressed up, accessorized a little bit with Star Wars. Not no one was like fully dressed in a Wookiee or anything, but <laughs> there was just no like Chewbacca. a little like hairstyle where I had my R2D2 earrings and like that kind of stuff. So just little things like that. My niece, they took a little teddy bear costume they had, and that became a Ewok costume. So just that kind of silly stuff. And then I made um, we made all the food was like Star Wars themed so when we went to galaxy's edge i picked up some cookbooks there and gave it to them for christmas so we used that and just did like a little like tie fighter cracker and cheese and like asteroid balls and lava cookies and all that (laughs) 
and we played a few Star Wars games and it was just like it was a blast like both just the fun of doing it Star Wars theme but also like just the fun of celebrating with family so overdue holiday celebration but it really brought a bright spot to February yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh that's so fun oh I love that see that's good pixie dust makes my plane pants sound horrible um, <laughs> that's awesome carrie what's your pixie dust this week i got i got pixie dust compliments of our guests because i got some mail and i haven't got mail in a long time that's good timing oh, yeah. carrie and loves it was perfect mail. timing and i wanted mail. to message you but then i'm like i'm gonna save it for my pixie dust. <laughs> look what i got it's a little uh chip ear of the dragon oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> keychain thing i guess i guess i'm showing you guys but people can't see but you, it's people like a little, see it. it's, it's like a little keychain thingy i think you put like this is what you'd hang off your knapsacks is this what yeah i think so or I, oh i love yeah. that and it's from hong kong disneyland and his chip and he's dressed up as a dragon yeah, oh my gosh that's awesome new year chinese new year merchandise so oh yeah had, plush like... bag charm is what it says oh, okay that is adorable so it's like it's 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 the theme of what it is but it's also merchandise specific i love that yeah (laughs) oh my goodness i thought of you um carrie's always been so helpful with planning my disney trips and getting me excited ahead of trips so i wanted to bring her back something special (laughs) and it came in the mail it's like the best oh my gosh she loves mail mail. i love mail mail. mail. thank you very much for that it made made my day i think i just (laughs) got it it just came in yesterday so it was just like you said timing timing. so thank you oh that's awesome oh mail and disney my favorite yeah look at that how about you fran you got some more plane pants? <laughs> you know what? I think I need to like get a referral code or something for uh, Pennington's because the amount of people that have asked me about my plane pants. Um, and I have to tell you, someone I work with listens to the podcast. And I must have mentioned how I dress up for one office, but not the other. And now he's like examining what I'm wearing, depending on which office I'm in. So now I'm getting comments on, oh, look, I never noticed you wear this at the office. Anyway. That's not my pixie dust this week. My pixie dust this week is completely random and silly, but good. Um, I discovered some, I don't know if I told Carrie about this, but my new snack idea, did did I tell you? Um, So I saw it. I don't know whether I saw it on YouTube, Instagram, where I saw it. Oh yeah, you told me, you told me. But you basically take, so I always buy like that shredded cheese. Uh, You know, it comes in a bag, it's already shredded. Um, So you sprinkle the shredded cheese in a frying pan. But you make it like, like maybe, Carrie's like already laughing, but you make it like the size of a pickle. And then you take your pickle and you cut it in half and you put your pickle on the cheese. And then as the cheese starts to like solidify almost because it gets kind of crunchy, you wrap it around the pickle and continue frying until it's hard. And it creates like this warm, hard shell around your pickle it is it's such a good snack I'm telling you I like discovered this maybe a week ago I had to go and buy another jar of pickles because (laughs) because every night I'm like oh I just like you you know sometimes well you just want something like crunchy and refreshing for a snack and so now I'm making cheese pickles. I don't know if they're good for you or not because I you should... could just try the pickles, you know. It would just be the yeah, but they don't have the crunch. They don't have like the salty crunch that the cheese brings 
to this whole, you know, delicacy that I'm now describing. <laughs> so anyway, if you try it, let me know if you like my cheese pickles. Um, but they're very delicious. They're very delicious. You need to I've seen it. other people make something like that on like TikTok or Instagram where they put the cheese and they make the cheese and it cooks like in a flat thing and then they roll something in it. But I'm sure yeah. I didn't see anybody roll a pickle in it. That's for sure. But I can't remember. I've seen people do that. <laughs> but it's really it's really good like i think the one i saw oh, they whenever i visit pickle. next you can make me some... <laughs> i'll make you some cheese pickles <laughs> next time you... you come over for tea you're getting cheese pickles with it <laughs> good. do you recommend a specific cheese for the oh, cheese pickle? i have i have like the mixed bag of like the the different kinds oh, okay. of cheddar yeah, yeah, the blue, but, like yeah. the light and the dark cheddar that's that's usually although you know when it's out of stock sure any cheese would work max or whatever yeah. I'm sure, yeah, but it's really good. You got to try it. Yeah, okay. yeah. There we you go. There's my cheese pickle at lunch. My <laughs> culinary, my culinary tips to everybody listening. <laughs> You're welcome. Pickles. You're welcome, <laughs> Isabel. This has been so much fun getting to talk to you um, and hearing about your trip. And people are going to be able to find you on Happy Bee Homestead. Um, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes so that they can uh, they can check out your blog and uh, get to know more about you and your hobbies it's been so much fun having you here yeah well thanks for having me it's been great to relive our trip and uh yeah i would like that link to the airplane pounds as well <laughs> oh, say, they had a sale last week it was that was almost going to be my pixie dust was that i got another pair they had a sale on so i stopped in on my way home from work to get another pair continue the link i sent the link to a few people because some people messaged and they're like i'm interested in these pants france talking about i'm like here's the link yeah you know what i'll just put the link in the show notes because everybody's asking me about my plain pants and i am gonna attempt to wear them to work one day and see if anybody notices that i'm wearing yoga pants stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) stay tuned everyone will be on the edge of the seat did anybody notice she's wearing yoga pants to work I'll let you know. All right. (laughs) Thank you again, Isabel. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. If you haven't rated and reviewed our podcast, please do. Um, Mm -hmm. And tell a friend or or someone that you think might enjoy our our conversations or whatever they are every every other week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, it was a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.